I ran into a poll about favorite female video game characters, and it seemed like an opportunity to take a look at female characters in gaming and female gamers in general. A common assumption about video gamers over the decades has been that gamers are generally adolescent males, and if you look at the data, it's actually quite the opposite of what you would expect. The average age of gamers is actually 35 years old, and worldwide there's over 3 billion video gamers. That's almost half the total human population on Earth. In the United States, 79% of all gamers are over the age of 18. 45% of all U.S. gamers are female. Contrary to typical assumptions about video gamers, there's actually more female gamers over the age of 18 than there are male gamers under the age of 18. It seems like in recent years a big trend, an increasing trend in video games uh, has developers making more female characters in games in general and more female lead characters in video games. This would somewhat make sense because of the uh, large number of females among the gaming uh, population. But I also kind of feel like it seems to be like they're trying to be trendy and edgy. And hey, look, we're breaking the mold. We're uh, bucking the trends and having this female league character in our games. And I feel like they're a couple or three decades late if they're really wanting to lead the way with this and be trendy and edgy and ahead of the times. Now with so many video games having females as the main character in it, I feel like you're not really being trendy and, and edgy anymore. Now you're just doing what everybody else on earth is doing. For a very long time, though, it seemed like typically when you see female characters in video games, they tended to be more of something for the male gamers to look at. They tended to be a bit sexist in their design with skimpy costumes and not looking like a regular typical woman, but maybe being more of like some teenage boy's poster on the wall, like what they imagine a hot woman looking like. I would imagine if I was a female gamer, this isn't what I want to be representing me in my video games. And I feel like in more recent years, we're starting to see more games leave that behind and go to a more realistic woman as their main characters. And unfortunately, I think some sexism among the male gamers has seen some pushback uh, from some of these characters. I remember off the top of my head, Alloy was a big one. Alloy was a female protagonist in Horizon Zero Dawn. And I remember seeing lots of discussions complaining about the character design that she just looked too manly. They just didn't like the looks of her. And uh, to me, it seems evident that the developers were trying to go for a more realistic woman and not just uh, a sexist, um, you know, centerfold, you know, rip it out and put it on your teenager's bedroom wall, you know, uh, fantasy. But the long trend of the sexualization of the female characters in gamings is been so bad i mean pretty much everybody that is at all familiar with video games has to have taken notice of this at some point and there's been no shortage of memes about it there's a video a series on youtube that i've um, watched a lot of episodes of epic npc man 
and uh, they make jokes about a lot of uh, experiences, common experiences in video games. And one of the videos I remember, it, it's set in like a fictional um, MMO RPG sort of setting with multiple players, you know, playing in a world, kind of like World of Warcraft or something like that. And uh, in this particular video, there's characters, uh, players that were completing a particular quest, and they had a few options of what they wanted as their reward for completing the quest. Uh, I, I think one of them was some kind of a weapon, and one of them was a breastplate. And a male character comes along, completes the quest, hey, thanks for you know, doing this for us, and here's your choices, and he picked the breastplate, and it shows the breastplate, and it looks like what you'd expect for a breastplate armor to look like. Well, then this female character comes up, completing the quest, say, thanks for doing this for us, here's your options, and he, the way the dialogue was presented, it's kind of like, like, oh God, I hope she doesn't take the breastplate. Well, she did, and he reiterated you know, tried to steer her away from choosing the breastplate. And no, she insisted she wanted a breastplate. And reluctantly, he gives it to her. And it is not at all what the male character got. It's basically a skimpy uh, armor bikini. Um, and that was very common in games like this. And of course, in real life, if you're a woman that's a warrior in medieval times or something, you're not going to go around in a metal bikini you're going to cover up your body just the same as all the male characters, characters uh, people would want to. You know, if you're going to combat, you're not interested in how sexy you look. Uh, you just you don't want to die. So you want to cover all your vital bits and not just go around in a metal bikini. Now, when you look at the poll options that I had seen, you see stuff like Claire Redfield or Jill Valentine from the Resident Evil games. Uh, there was Alloy, as I've already mentioned. Uh, there was Ellie Williams from um, The Last of Us. Uh, Heather Mason from Silent Hill. Uh, Cassandra from Assassin's Creed. Uh, Bayonetta. Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. And Samus Aran from Metroid. I feel like most of these are good choices because they're not the sexualized fantasy characters of old, but these are more realistic women um, you know, strong, independent type characters that, do, that, that, that don't run around in skimpy outfits and, hey, look at me, look how pretty I am. Uh, Bayonetta is maybe a bit of an exception to that because she tend to wear these skin-tight uh, outfits. That, you know, I mean, maybe it wasn't terribly revealing, but, I mean, it's a little dominatrixy. You know, now in recent years, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon of cramming female characters everywhere you look and and even as the lead character um but i feel like characters from resident evil like jill and claire were kind of leading the way a little bit because they were before all this uh, bandwagon now now a popular choice was laura croft and i think partially that might be because a lot of gamers uh didn't really play anything back before the playstation era uh, a lot of gamers today are a little bit younger than I am and never came into the into video gaming until you got into the PlayStation era. And by then, Laura Croft and Tomb Raider was one of the big properties back then. So Laura Croft would have been one of the earlier strong female lead characters in video games. And not in some obscure random title that most people never heard of, 
but actually a, a pretty big property, uh, even big enough that some years later it had a movie based on it, uh, as I recall, st starring Angelina Jolie. But I kind of feel like the reason that this was a popular choice in this particular poll was because it was mainly males that were uh, voting on this poll. And her character, like a lot of the other characters I've referred to before, um, she was just kind of an exaggerated, uh, uh, sexualized mm -hmm. character. So she wore short shorts and a skin-tight shirt practically painted on over very, very large breasts. So I kind of imagine a lot of the players that were uh, supporting that character in this poll probably played in back in the day, getting all excited. Ooh, look, boobies. Now, it seems like in more recent years, in more recent versions of the Tomb Raider games, her character's got a bit of a make-lift to be a little bit less exaggerated, a little bit less over-sexualized, you know, a breast reduction and outfits that maybe ain't quite so skin-tight and uh, sexy. So maybe she might be something more appealing to the female gamers, you know, not just an over-sexualized fantasy for the male players, but something that maybe the female gamers might be able to more relate to as more representative of them. But of all the female video game characters, my favorite, and the one that I would argue is the most uh, significant, is Samus Aran. Samus beat Laura Croft and Joe Valentine to the scene by 10 full years. Samus was the main character that you play as in Metroid, which came out in 1986. And at that time, female characters were virtually non-existent. A few female video game characters did technically exist at the time, but you didn't normally play as them. They weren't a hero. If anything, they were the damsel in distress. That was the case with the Super Mario Bros. games and Princess Peach. Uh, before Super Mario Bros., Mario first appeared as the character you played as in Donkey Kong. At that time, he didn't even officially have the name Mario yet. And again, uh, he rescued his wife, who was again the damsel in distress. He had to rescue from Donkey Kong. In the case of The Legend of Zelda, the games were named after Zelda, the female character, but you didn't play as Zelda. Zelda was the damsel in distress that you rescue at the end of the game. In 1986, Metroid was pretty groundbreaking by having the main character, the playable character, be female in a world full of uh, male video game characters. I can't really think of any off the top of my head other female video game characters that might have predated her except for maybe Mrs. Pac-Man but uh, that was just a yellow dot that they added a, a bow to just to sell more arcade cabinets. Nobody really identified with a yellow dot that went around eating other dots. In Metroid, Samus turning out to be female was actually a surprise twist that the player didn't even know about right up front automatically everybody just assumed that the character was male and the name was you know it's not a normal name that you know you don't know anybody with that name so it was ambiguous you had no uh, heads up anything to hint that your character that you're playing as was actually female it was a surprise twist at the very end of the game after you beat the game depending on how you did in the game it would show your character at the end and either in full suit or taking the helmet off or as I recall the best ending had Samus take off all the armor. Now I don't mean this as in like you know nudity or anything like that. 
it was tasteful. It was just, hey, surprise, look, it was a woman under that the whole time. And the character of Samus is actually, uh, as near as I can measure it, one of the most powerful video game characters still to this date in, in pretty much all of gaming. Uh, the only exceptions maybe would be some of the outlandishly powerful characters in some Japanese RPGs. There you got magic using characters that can have meteor showers raining from the sky and fire tornadoes and whatnot. But excluding all those super powerful magic users and JRPGs, I can't really think of a more powerful character in video gaming than Samus. For those unfamiliar with the character, she's kind of um, a, a mercenary for hire, a, a bounty hunter, if you will. Maybe think of something kind of like Boba Fett in a way from Star Wars, um, except she looks nothing like that. Uh, but she does have a full suit of armor, not only to protect her from harm, but also to protect her from like the vacuum of space and other harsh environments that she might go to. Her suit protects her from a fair amount of harm, and as she progresses through the game, uh, she can build up her suit to be even more powerful. She can get these energy tanks that makes it so she, she can take even more punishment. She can get more of a weapons arsenal built up. On top of already having an unlimited energy weapon, uh, she can get all these missiles and bombs. Uh, to describe her as basically a human tank would be an insult to her character and underselling the power of her character. I mean, Samus could kind of walk out into a battlefield and have an entire battalion of advanced space soldiers uh, laying into her with everything that they've got and her just kind of like, hey, I'm walking here. Like they're just, you know, mosquitoes buzzing around, annoying her. I remember a couple games later in Super Metroid, her being able to walk around in molten lava and acid and like it's just mildly inconvenient to her. I remember on uh, GameCube when Metroid Prime came out, uh, a big alternative on Xbox at the time was Halo. And on message boards on the internet, people would talk about like hypothetical uh, battle between Samus Aran and Master Chief from Halo and which one would win. And like, are you kidding me? I mean, this is completely one-sided. Uh, Samus would be able to take on 100 Master Chiefs. Now, many years later, many games later, we had Metroid Other M, and it wasn't even developed by Nintendo. It was actually developed by Team Ninja, who typically makes the Ninja Gaiden games. Now, I had mixed feelings about this project. On the one hand, the older games, you didn't really get to know the character of Samus. She just kind of silently went through, blasting away through all these enemies and uh, toughing away through all these rugged environments, just getting the job done. There isn't really any dialogue. She doesn't interact with any other people. Uh, Metroid Other M's tried to like flesh out the character a bit, let us see her in between the you know outside the job, uh, see her as a human being, uh, her interacting with people, having dialogue, um, get to have a, a feel for the character, give her some depth of character, some uh, personality and emotion. These things weren't really possible when her, uh, her character was first introduced back in the 80s. Unfortunately, I don't entirely like the way she was portrayed in the game. I mean, yes, in the NES and Super Nintendo days, or even on GameCube with Metroid Prime, we didn't actually hear from her, we didn't see her talk to people, we didn't get to really know her as an individual. But she always seemed to just be like a tough, fearless, no-nonsense warrior 
that just got the job done. You know, you didn't see her crying in fear, and you didn't see her trembling in her panties. When I think of Samus, I think of something like Ellen Ripley from uh, the Alien movies, or maybe something like Sarah Connor from the Terminator movies. Now, with Ellen Ripley in the original Alien movie, she was just a more or less normal woman like any other, and when confronted with this scary, terrifying alien, she would react like most other people would in that scenario, male or female. Um, but her experience by the time we got through the second Alien movie, Aliens, in 1986, the same year that Metroid came out, uh, she was a much more, ended up being a much more hardened, uh, more warrior-type character that just kind of buckled down and got the job done, you know, like, hey, I ain't got time for this crap, you know, let's just, well, you know, like, let's buckle up and get on with it, stop pouting about it. That were kind of doing various degrees of freaking out when they were confronted with this uh, overwhelming foe, and Ellen just kind of had to be the voice of reason, and, uh, you know, like, let's just get on with it and stop freaking out, we got a job to do. I mean, at one point, she even came to the soldier's rescue, and to me, that second alien movie ellen ripley is more in line with what i would imagine samus being similarly with sarah connor from terminator again in the original film she wasn't a warrior she was just a regular woman doing a regular job a regular life uh, she was a waitress and suddenly she was thrust into this world of these unstoppable killing machines coming after her and later the rest of humanity and slapped with cold hard reality upside the face like well look this is the weight that we're putting on your shoulders here the the whole human race is relying on your son basically so by the time we got to terminator 2 it's several years later and sarah has developed herself quite a bit physically uh, emotionally uh, her skill set uh, she's more of a warrior now and borderline fearless at that point. I mean, yes, she has moments when she first uh, was in the mental hospital and was confronted with a Terminator coming after her. Yeah, she panicked a little bit, but who wouldn't? You know, I mean, knowing what she knew. But so look at like the battle-hardened Ellen Ripley or Sarah Connor. And I think that's closer to what I'd say most of us probably imagine Samus being like. Unfortunately, Metroid Other M and their efforts at fleshing out the character had her have many moments that were kind of cringy for me that she seemed like she was about to have some kind of like emotional breakdown and i just didn't feel like that was in line with her character at all at least not as we imagine her she seemed less like a, a tough warrior woman and more like a frightened little girl i felt like it did a bit of a disservice to her character I feel like the real, genuine Samus is a battle-hardened bounty hunter that just, you know, comes in, kicks butt, gets a job done without any fuss or fear, comes in packing enough firepower to level a small city on her own and be able to take enough damage uh, to wipe out a whole battalion of soldiers. And she was a pioneering character that was a strong, powerful lead female character decades before most of her subsequent contemporaries. And she was able to do it without having to prance around, parade around in a skimpy outfit. Hey, look how sexy I am. 
or to even make a big deal about the fact that she was in fact a woman. She just kind of come in, got the job done. So it's great that years later we have all these female characters, all these female lead characters, and all these video games. I feel like which one's best, which one's most significant, most important, which one should be everybody's favorite. I feel like there's only one clear answer here, and that's Samus Aran.